Today's episode, Emotional Evolution Theory. Is this the real life? Wake up, wake up, wake up, go find a getaway. What kind of world do you want? What a wonderful world. My, oh my, what a wonderful day. It's time to get wise. Thanks for listening. I'm Jeff Stein. This is the Daily Belief Game. It's daily because a momentum of mindfulness will grow your knowing of your authentic purpose, and it will make it dominant in your psyche, thereby directing your entire brain, consciousness, and senses toward the task of identifying and obtaining your dream life. Momentum is very important. It's belief because whether you believe you can or can't, you're right. Uh, What you believe creates what you receive, And a belief is just a thought you've thought a lot, and so therefore can be changed. And then finally, I call it a game because we so often forget that life is supposed to be fun. The energy of creation, you know, is experienced as love, inspiration, enthusiasm, thrill. You are the light and the light is bright. Whereas, you know, fear, revenge, anger, the dark side are these. And, and by the way, they are the absence of love, not a force in themselves. There isn't a dark side that's forcing itself in. There is love and then the absence of it, which is fear and all its co-conspirators. And if you've been listening, you know this belief game is played by feelizing your choices, your judgments, your perceptions, so that they match your truth, your intentions. And that part is the focus of this episode. Uh, In fact, you can follow along at home with my handy emotional evolution theory chart on my website, jeffstashworld.com or inspirationfacilitators.com. And uh, I use the word feelizing to represent what we're doing here, which is realizing your truth by feeling which thoughts raise you up, uh, take you down, or at least bring you relief. Because improved emotional evolution is how you guide your beliefs toward your truth and your calling, your godliness, your clarity. And so this chart illustrates the emotional movement, the climbing up into higher states of clarity and being. As you can see, the uh, negative emotions on the hill are below water and the positive ones are above water. So in the depths, the deeper parts are feelings like powerless or worthless, you know, despair, ruin. And at the peak, out of the water and up in the sky are love, peace. And you can kind of feel the analogy. It's very visceral because you know what happens when you're feeling awesome. You know, when you're high like that, you have broader, clearer view, uh, like being on the mountaintop. Right. So it feels that way. And when you're in the depths of emotions, you are drowning. You're choking off your power. You're limiting your vision. You're weak. And the way up from wherever you are in your emotional evolution is best described with one word, relief. And that's emotional evolution theory, uh, which is this idea of feelizing your way from one emotion to the next until you have your clarity back. So look at like powerlessness or despair, ruined, condemned, rejected. See all those down in the deep depths. Uh, If you roll up a few steps, you can notice how it feels like relief, right? Doesn't blame or anger or revenge feel like sweet relief to feeling powerless or rejected? taken advantage of, right? Would you much rather blame people for that than feel it? <laughs> and and then you can keep going up. Doesn't frustrated or annoyed feel way better than wanting to worry or blame or exact revenge upon someone? <laughs> and we all know this. We can all tell it's better for us to be complaining uh, to someone rather than exacting revenge on someone. It's better to rant than hunt. 
And now look at the above water emotional evolutions. You can notice how hope feels good, but not as good as enthusiasm or passion. Hope is positive, certainly more positive than, than something like doubt, but hope still has a tinge of lack because it implies that your desires are not yet realized. They're feeling like they're on the way, hopeful, but not here yet. While uh, inspired or joyful is more in line with your soul uh, than hope or even grateful. As a note, at the shoreline, you see neutrality and contented, and those are kind of special exceptions. Uh, because to be neutral and contented is like the baseline of your existence. And fun fact, uh, that's where the beasts of the world uh, most pervasively inhabit. You know, it is our sentient nature as humans, which gives us the self-realization and awareness, which makes us able to think of the future and past, thereby maximizing our emotional spectrum, <laughs> opening up Pandora's box, and vastly expanding our ability to deliberately create our world, while also uh, be able to create hell as well as heaven on earth, depending upon your choices of perception. Since humans have a greater ability to conceptualize the future or past, then they have the ability to fret about it as well as create it. Anyway, we'd all love to be contentedly neutral whenever we weren't otherwise choosing the rainbows of emotions, but until we get that straight, uh, we'll get back to this art of feelizing our beliefs. Because here's the point. If you can identify where you are on this path, this emotional journey, you can better know which way to head. <laughs> so let me give you a practical example of walking the emotions up the hill. Let's say you have a mean customer you who's know, really blaming you for things. And remember, you can't be mean unless you've first been scared. So if a customer calls you and they're saying something like, you know, you sold me a bad product. And, and it's for a birthday gift for a party this weekend. And if you don't get me a replacement by Friday, I'm going to write a scathing review about your company. Okay, so let's talk about where they are on the, on the hill. <laughs> First of all, uh, they got a bad product. That makes them feel ruined. Uh, they had this imminent party where they're not going to have a gift. So they're probably terrorized of the shame of not having a gift. So they're scared, which is part of the reason why they're mean. And they said, well, you know, if you don't replace it, uh, I'll give you a bad review. There's your threat of revenge, right? So they're kind of scared and ruined with the relief of revenge and blame. So that's where they are. Now, our inclination is to hear their attack words and want to defend ourselves. But that means we're taking it personally. You know, if we recognize that their pain is their own, <laughs> identify where they are on the emotional evolution's hill then we can help them in a way that will feel like relief for them. And as a caveat, a lot of times with customers especially, you may only be able to get them to doubt or complaining uh, if they're deep in their victimhood of ruined and revenge. But this is where the Jedi mind tricks come in. Because you can lure them to their higher truth. And instead of, you know, these are not the droids you're looking for, it's here are some better emotions you might want to try. And they often will. Because the biggest light always wins. So you can say to them something like, well, I certainly understand your frustration. Okay, that's better. Frustration's better than revenge or ruin. Um, let's see if we can take care of your concerns. Concerned, also way higher, as you can see, than revenge. Tell you what, uh, we can ship it out today and it'll be scheduled to arrive by Friday. That's encouraging, almost. So you've tried to offer them that path forward to a higher position in their own truth. And if you did well, the customer might have gotten all the way to doubt, which would, you know, sound something like, um, 
yeah, well, you know, we'll see if the UPS guy can get it out there by Friday. You know, he don't, he doesn't always get it when the tracking says he should. You know, Friday doesn't always mean Friday. Yay, doubt. <laughs> you got him to doubt, you know. And then you could try higher. Like, uh, well, we really appreciate your business. And we especially love it when people give our products away as gifts. You might even go further and say something like, so is it something they asked for or is it going to be a surprise gift? And now you've engaged them with the excitement of it. So they might even say to you, oh yeah, they want it. They've always wanted one. And I've been finally able to afford to get it for them. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a surprise. That's for sure. Good. You know, and you say, oh, nice. Uh, Don't we all love it when we get a gift we really wanted? So true. (laughs) You know, if you got lucky, you got them to gratitude and appreciation. And, and maybe only briefly, <laughs> they might finish the call and go back to kicking their dog. Hopefully not. <laughs> but that's all you can do, and it's all you have to do. Have the higher ground and keep reaching for relief. You be up on the shore, overlooking the maze, even though you can see them bouncing around, you know, going down the wrong ways and the wrong paths and completely being self-destructive to their own intents. You will see it, and it will be clear to you because you'll be on the mountaintop. Because otherwise, I guarantee you, if you responded to their attack with a counterattack, then you'll just be two people in the deep end of the water, each trying to you know, pull the other under to get a breath of air for yourself. You don't want to get out there with them. Stay on the shore about how much they yell at you that you need to get out here to understand them. Say, I got it. I can see from here. And that's kind of the tricky part of this emotional evolution is you can't let them convince you to leave your higher place on the shore and join them in their victimhood. And the best way to avoid that to me is to remember that they are not yelling at you. They are yelling to get relief from their pain, their terror, their shame, their embarrassment, whatever it is. But it is a completely one-sided experience. (laughs) Everyone feels their own feels, and you cannot make anyone feel anything they don't want to feel. You can only hold your own truth, which happens to be theirs, and let them decide whether to come out of the water or stay in the deep you know, content to shout at you on the shore and blame you for why they're in the water. (laughs) Okay. And then there's these certain negative emotions, which are particularly troublesome because they're active. These like anger, revenge, blame, you know, even worrying or complaining, those are active. They're in your face. And so they're hard to not take personally. (laughs) That's why we like people who are depressed better than people who are angry because a depressed person just sits there. An angry person is bothering you. But anger for the depressed person is actually a huge improvement. And when you see that relationship between their beliefs about themselves and the reaching for anger relief as just what it is, trying to find their truth, trying to rise to their soul by traveling through anger, you won't see it as your problem or your fault. Now, the problem is we know all too many people, might even be ourselves, who bounce between this, you know, feeling terrified of something, terrified of being rejected or worthless or shameful or embarrassed, and the temporary relief of blame, revenge, and anger. But they don't get much above that. They kind of go back down into the terror, back up to the revenge. And sadly, because people have subjects like that where they've so deeply written this terrifying story into every conclusion on that subject, that revenge relief is about as far up they can get. And it's just too big of a jump to even go further and reduce the pain to annoyed or frustrated or doubtful. 
Instead, their brain, as they programmed it, feeds them the adrenaline and it lights up the reward centers of their lizard brain when they when they go to revenge or blame. And you know how it is. It's very active, right? You can feel it. I'm pissed and it feels good to be pissed. That, you know, they begin to unknowingly believe that there are only two options. Feeling trapped, shamed, ridiculed, or angry revenge, you know, blame. And they just bounce between the two. And so, you know, all we can do with that is welcome relief seekers into their own feelings of blame. You know, it's like, oh, welcome to blame from your terror. Now I'd like to encourage you to go a little higher. And encourage is the right term because it means tapping into the heart. You know, encourage them to seek one of their next emotions on the evolution, like just frustrated or complaining or annoyed or even better, indifferent or bored or over it. Because if we can help them to indifferent they might be open to a higher thought. But no matter what, if someone is having a negative emotion, they are taking something personally. They are indulging the belief of their victimization to a a person, a group, a circumstance, a rule, a structure, whatever. It's their narrative. It's their experience. So here's your homework. Print up the emotional evolution theory chart. And when you see people getting emotional throughout your day, Check out the chart afterwards and see where they were and contemplate what emotion you might have been able to offer that would help them or you, especially you. (laughs) And this is why we say that feelizing your truth is everything. If you realize that there is nothing more important than that you feel good, then you will head toward the life you intended. Because, you know, the truth is, by the time you have manifested an experience and you've had an emotional reaction to it, you know, at that point, It is what it is. And the only thing you can do once you're in it is to reach for relief. You can't change it once you're there. Now you're in the experience. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to feel better or feel worse. And so if you can find a way to feel better, then your tomorrows as well as your now will be improved. You will have more clarity and you will grow your knowing that you are the creator of this and every other previous experience, that you are the judge and the jury of your experience, and that you have written this story with how you feel and think about it. Watch the people, watch yourself, check the chart, identify which way is relief and why. Have fun. Uh, Thank you for listening. I'm Jeff Stein, and if you want to have a personal experience with me or my co-conspirators, We will help you cultivate, sustain, accelerate, and become inspiration in action. And it's not because we're awesome. It's because you are. We will help you blow yourself away with your own truth. You can get me at jeffsworld.com, jeff-world.com. And until then, please think responsibly.